Let's talk a little golf. Let's welcome in Will Gray from the Golf Channel. Will, how's it going? I'm doing well. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Let's start with Tiger. Surprise, surprise. And we know this is a very intriguing and interesting time in his career, going back a few weeks where he said he's going to play in the five, five of the next six tournaments, said he's out there to win, he's feeling better, and we've seen flashes, we've seen consistency. But last weekend... It was strange because his putting had been so good, and it was his driver that was the problem. Well, then he started hitting fairways, and his putting went south. This is something that regular golfers can relate to, not being able to put together a full game. But how have you seen Tiger's game last weekend and then heading into this week? Yeah, I think that uh, Tiger at age 42 might be a little more mortal than he was at age 24. So (laughs) it's kind of been a a year of whack-a-mole for him. Like you said, when the putter goes hot, the driver can't find the the broad side of a barn. And when he's driving it well, the iron sometimes goes south. And then the player's championship, he can't hit the green with a the wedge. There's always seemingly been one thing that has been missing from his game, but, but the other parts have been so strong that you know that whenever that week comes around that he gets it all in sync, you think he's, he's certainly going to contend, and he's probably going to win. That's how well he has played this year. Certainly has exceeded any and all expectations when you go back to eight or nine months ago where we weren't sure how healthy he was going to be or, or how many tournaments he could play. Now, He's on the verge of playing the most golf that, that he's done in a season since 2013 when he won five times. Uh, you know, if you, if you ask anyone in December or January, if you could see Tiger potentially even making the Tour Championship or potentially playing in the Ryder Cup versus being an assistant captain, I think you could have uh, blown a lot of people away. How much is endurance going to be a factor, do you feel, for Tiger? Because of, as you said, hasn't played this type of schedule in years and that's got to be a concern as these tournaments wear on i would think absolutely and it's something that even earlier this season he he had to take time to even think can i play back-to-back tournaments Mm -hmm. i remember in february when he went from la to florida people were wondering is that going to be too much travel and being in the airplane for a few hours to tee it up the next week and now we're talking about a stretch of five out of six weeks seven out of nine going back to the bridgestone in august so i do think that that it is a little bit of an endurance thing. I think that this part of the season, though, the majors are in the rearview mirror. He can take his foot off the gas a little bit. This week, it's a Friday start up in Boston, so you can kind of take a couple days this week, and you don't have to touch a club. You don't have to grind on the range for three, four, five hours. And I think that that's going to help long-term in terms of keeping him well-rested because you got to remember that the, the big prize that's left right now is certainly playing potentially at Eastlake, but it's that Ryder Cup. He wants to make sure that he has some gas left in the tank for when he goes over to Paris and, and likely tees it up as a captain's face. In conversation with Will Gray, Golf Channel writer on Twitter, at Will Gray GC. So, well, let's talk a little Ryder Cup here. And when you look at how these teams are going to be uh, picked, uh, how, how the performance of Tiger, and we'll stick with him for a moment here, is an assistant captain right now. What... What do you feel he has to do? Like, is this something where he's pretty much there going to make the team as far as actually being able to play? Or does he have to hit a certain mark in your mind to actually be able to to be selected? The mark Tiger needs to hit is having a pulse next <laughs> week when Jim Furyk makes the pick. He, he is absolutely be alive. 100% a lot. You know, barring injury in the next four rounds up in Boston, he is going to be on that team. I think you can say the same for Phil Mickelson as well. The way that the U.S. picks are structured, you've got three picks being made on Tuesday, and then Jim Furyk has a final pick the following week after the BMW. So that's kind of his, his final wild card. You figure he's going to try and, and get the hot player and, and ride the hot hand. But these first three picks are seeming very likely to be Phil, 
Tiger, and then Bryson DeChambeau, who won last week in very convincing fashion for his second victory of the year and now leads the FedEx Cup standing. And Bryson DeChambeau here, Will, there's, uh, it's incredible the company he's in. The only players to win an NCAA championship, U.S. amateur, and at least three PGA Tour events before their 25th birthday, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Jack Nicklaus, Bryson DeChambeau. Which one doesn't belong? Like that, That's incredible. Uh, what, what should we make of this guy? Yeah, I mean, he, he's done a few of those where he gets in these lists, and you're like, wow, man, he's what? just really select company. You go back to that summer of 2015, he won the NCAA individual title and the USAM. That's another list that's only about five or six deep that has guys like Tiger and Phil and Jack Nicklaus as well. You, you know, you don't want to put that burden on him, you know, before he's really contended in a major or even won a major tournament. But he does have three wins already, and especially because he kind of stumbled out of the gates when he was just starting as a pro. He missed a few cuts. He struggled with his putting, and now slowly but surely in his second and third year on tour, he's gotten his feet under him, and he's really playing well at the right time. He won the Memorial in a playoff. That's certainly a big event, maybe just a step below some of the the biggest events on tour. And then winning in the playoffs, that's what you want. When these guys set their schedule, they want to be playing well. When the postseason comes around, he certainly is doing that right now. In conversation with Will Gray, Golf Channel writer on Twitter, at WillGrayGC. Well, for the listeners that aren't maybe sure of how – players earn points to get on the Ryder Cup team. We know the Ryder Cup. We know there's a team selected, but there's, there is a point breakdown. Can you take us through, if you're, if you're not named Tiger, as you said, he's an assistant captain. He's going to be there regardless. But for other players to earn their way on, the, the process uh, that you have to go through, because it, it starts all the way back in January, right? Yeah, well, it actually started with, with the majors of 2017. Mm. So the, some of the big events last year counted, but it, it basically is, is an earnings module where, where you get a certain amount of points based on your dollars earned, and the points are, are higher in majors, and they're higher during the year of the Ryder Cup. The, the qualification window, sadly for those of us trying to make the team, uh, that closed at the PGA <laughs> Championship. So we had the U.S., at least on the U.S. side, they had eight qualifiers that made the team. Jim Furyk is going to add four captain's picks, and uh, the Europeans use a little bit of a different system, but it's, it's kind of similar where you have eight guys qualify on merit, and then the captain is able to add four. So after the PGA, you've got your top eight guys for the U.S. They're fitted for their uniforms and their rain gear for Paris. They know they're going to go, and now you have this three- or four-week limbo period where you think you know who's going to be added as a pick, but you're not sure. You have potentially a guy like Tony Finau last week who finished second, and he's playing well. He could, he could maybe sneak onto that team. Kevin Kisner is still in play for the last pick. Xander Shoffley. There's a lot still to be settled for that fourth and final pick and still a few guys that think that they have a chance to crash the party. And we talk about uh, Bryson DeChambeau as, as a, a guy who you might not expect to be in certain lists and, and maybe under, under the radar a little bit. And it still, it still amuses me how Brooks Kepka one, Tiger Woods finished second, and Brooks is like, I have a trophy, and everyone was just talking about Tiger. Like, for as good as Brooks Kepka has been and looks to continue to be, is he the most underrated golfer, or, or at least un- underrated from the general population, like under-the-radar golfer on the tour? Yeah, I mean, he's certainly, the, the radar is catching up with him. Mm. After, after winning two majors in a single year and three out of the last, seven in total. I mean, he's certainly going to enter 2019 with a bigger uh, target, a bigger shadow, whatever term you want to use. He's going to be more well-known. The thing is that that I kind of question is some of this is of his own doing. Each of the last two years, he has won the U.S. Open, and there's typically a media tour that follows. You go on all the late-night talk shows. You go to New York City. You do all this, this media stuff, and he has chosen not to do 
that media tour, both last year when he won and this year when he successfully defended the title. So it's kind of like he doesn't want to play the game, and then he questions why people don't know his name or why he's not quite as well-known. So it's a little bit of a two-way street, but I do think that his game has certainly stepped up this year, and he's going to be more well-known. It's amazing to think that he has won three majors now, and he only has one other victory on the PGA Tour. When you talk to him, he has said, that's a priority for me. I need to win some of these other tournaments as well. Winning majors is how we measure greatness, certainly, and he's put himself in some select company, but he needs to add a few of the other trophies as well. Right, and yeah, take take a few interviews, Brooke. Come on, right? Like, give yourself we some credit. We to talk to him, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, last one for you here, Will. Uh, Dell Technologies, the uh, championship as the FedEx Cup playoffs continue. Uh, what should we expect out of this tournament? The type of course, uh, who's the favorite, who do you like? Uh, I think that you're going to start with a lot of a lot of household names. Justin Thomas is the defending champion. We've seen Rory win this event two years ago. Dustin Johnson is trying to keep Kepka from passing him at world number one. Those are kind of the guys that, that you can look at. But this is a course, it's, it's not terribly long. There's going to be a lot of birdies involved. Oftentimes you see 15, 18, 20 under par win this event. So it's going to be a little bit of a shootout where you're going to see guys shoot 63s and 64s with some regularity. And it's just going to depend on, on who's able to get hot and, and who's going to get hot at the right time. Rory is the guy that we're going to keep an eye on because he opted to skip last week's event. He, he wanted to get some rest in advance of the Ryder Cup. So this will be his first event since the PGA Championship. And then you also have to wonder what Bryson is going to be able to do as a follow-up to last week's victory. It's, it's hard sometimes in this postseason to keep it going week in and week out. And you got to wonder what he's going to have for a follow-up act. It'll be interesting to follow. Will, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, good talking to you. All right, Will Gray, Golf Channel writer on Twitter at Will Gray G 